Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fellowship Podcast, a show that brings meaning and purpose to the fantasy season. It's our hope to help you win your league, but more importantly, we want to encourage you in your faith. Together, we'll unpack fantasy, faith, and life. Now, from his mic to your ears, here is Bryce Johnson. This is the Fantasy Football Fellowship Podcast. I'm Bryce Johnson. I'm not an expert, more of a fantasy coach. I'm here to encourage you and help you win and find meaning and purpose throughout the fantasy season. I won't always be right, but I hope I'll be convincing. This podcast is a part of Unpacking It, and so we offer multiple podcasts here at Unpacking It Ministries, and this is a a new podcast this year where we'll talk fantasy and we'll talk faith. And so stick around at the end of this podcast. We will look at one of the sections from the Fantasy Football Fellowship Playbook, which is basically all about fantasy and faith and life. And we take fantasy concepts and relate it to the Bible. And and so it's designed for you personally or for your whole league to go through during the season. And, And so you can find out more at Fantasy Football Fellowship dot com and you can also order the fantasy football fellowship playbook in amazon or on amazon and so just search for that there and so we'll get to that in just a little bit this week's topic uh for for this week's uh this week's topic is called don't panic so we'll talk about panicking after three weeks which i'm sure Many of us are are feeling the the heat after a, a tough loss over the weekend, and we're we're looking at the standings and we're thinking, uh oh, we're zero and three, one and two, and and maybe not feeling as good as we did during draft season. So we'll discuss all of that in just a little bit. But each week on this show, we start things off with a little accountability because accountability is key in life and. In fantasy. And so here are some of the players that I've been high on or that I own on my fantasy teams that I've talked about on this show in recent weeks. And so far, they have let us down or they let us down last week. And we have to begin with Carson Wentz because I was so high on him and and thought he'd be a top eight quarterback this year. And he has been very frustrating for us as fantasy owners, but also for Eagles fans. And last week, a tie against the Bengals, and he finished with 225 passing yards, only one passing touchdown, two interceptions. He did redeem the day with a rushing touchdown, and so he still finished with over 20 fantasy points, but it's not the consistent, trustworthy performance that you need from a a winning quarterback on your fantasy team. you got to have a trustworthy quarterback that can carry you throughout the year, especially when other Fantasy owners have Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson putting up 35, 40, 50 points week in, week out. Uh, Very concerning. Uh, I've also been wrong about Joe Mixon so far. Uh, Last week, 17 carries for 49 yards. I'm not willing to give up on him just yet, but I do wonder, okay, he got the contract. There's a rookie quarterback. This is a different team. What's going on? So, I'm not ready to release him or trade him, but I, I, there there is some concern there, and so far I've been wrong about you know kind of what I thought he was capable of. 
Uh, Nikhil Harry had a down week last week. I ended up starting him. I'm still high on him. I still think he'll be the guy in New England this year as the season goes on, the go-to weapon for Cam Newton. Uh, but, but last week was disappointing. Also, last week on the show, I did a whole spiel about getting all excited about the backup running backs that come in to replace running backs like Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley. And so with the Giants, I'm thinking, wait, why would you go get Devontae Freeman? Why would you go get Deion Lewis? We know what these guys can do, and it's not much. Why would you go get Mike Davis? These are veteran running backs that, that have never, well, Freeman has, but he, he's, he's over it. And Deion Lewis, it's been years since what he did in New England. I mean, he did not do much in Tennessee. So anyway, I, I, if you listen to last week's show, you know how I felt about those guys. So I was wrong about Mike Davis because week one, his first chance at, at being the starter, 46 yards rushing, 45 yards receiving, eight catches, and a touchdown. <laughs> I went up against somebody who played him, put him in the starting lineup, and beat me. And so I, I got to admit, I blew it on Mike Davis. However, I stand by what I said last week. I still don't think that Davis, Freeman, or Lewis are going to do a ton for you this year, and they're definitely not going to fill in for uh, Barkley or McCaffrey. I would have gone a different direction. And so the, the next part of our, our show, I like to ask, did you listen? Did you listen to me? Because I was high on Daryl Henderson. That's the guy I, I paid for on the waiver wire last week instead of going to get Mike Davis. So Henderson is going to be the guy with the Rams. I know Cam Akers is the, 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 the rookie and everybody's excited about him, but I think Henderson has secured the starting spot. He's better than Malcolm Brown. He can do it all. 114 yards and a touchdown last week. I believe it'll continue. And so that's, that's who I'm, I'm feeling very, very good about. And it was nice for Davis to have that, that, that great week. And for me, as a Panthers fan, it was awesome. Panthers got the win. Here at Fantasy Football Fellowship, we have a league called the FFF32 League with 32 fantasy owners of a, a specific fantasy roster. My team this year, the Chargers, actually won in fantasy, but my real-life team, the Panthers, won uh, the game. So uh, it was a win-win for me, so, so I was uh, very happy uh, about that. The other player though I've got to ask did you listen James Robinson I was all in on him I started him two touchdowns great week for him also maybe I was a week late on this but did you listen Cooper Cup don't panic nine receptions and a touchdown for him I think he'll be fine the Rams are good they lost to the Bills but they made a nice comeback their offense is tough uh, they'll, they'll be consistent throughout this season so here's somebody that I was high on, that I wasn't high on. Now I'm back on the bandwagon, and that's Devin Singletary. 16 fantasy points. I think he's shown, hey, I could be the starter. Let's not worry about Zach Moss. Feed me the ball, and I, I actually think he'll continue to get better. As long as Zach Moss is either banged up or not quite as involved in the offense because they believe in Singletary, uh, man, it could be huge. It really could because that, that Buffalo team – is also good. Their offense is awesome. Josh Allen lighting it up uh, through the air, but but they need the ground game as well. So, oh, one other guy. Did you listen? Mo Ali Cox with the Indianapolis Colts, tight end, former VCU basketball player, back to back double digit fantasy weeks, getting into the end zone. The, the Colts, their their wide receiving core is banged up. Pittman's now out. 
Uh, and so uh, I'm excited about what what Ali Cox can do. Even with Jack Doyle back, I, I think Ali Cox is a better weapon. I really do. And, and Rivers doesn't have that connection with Doyle. Rivers has the connection with a guy like Antonio Gates, former basketball player. So that's who Ali Cox, you know, I think reminds Rivers of. And so I'll, I'll, I'll buy into it. And I think his production will continue. Up next, here are a few things I'm convinced of this week. And here's what you can hold me accountable to coming up in the, the upcoming weeks. First up, from a personal standpoint, uh, extremely sad. The news with, with James White running back for the New England Patriots. Uh, his father died. Absolutely devastating. And, and it's no, no wonder he, he missed the last couple of weeks. And, and so the, uh, the hope for him is that his, his, his faith would grow and, and that God would meet him in this, this place of, uh, of, of sadness and disappointment. And, and so that, that's most important. This show, we're about fantasy. We're goofing around, um, and so we like to talk about you know real life stuff as well. But uh, in regards to fantasy, I- I'm convinced James White is going to have some huge weeks coming up because I think back on on guys like Brett Favre and Torrey Smith who had just monster weeks because they were inspired based on a death in their family, and and so I think that there's just extra motivation, and I'm not sure how it how it works with how you know how God incorporates the extra strength and, and gives guys kind of the, just the added uh, support in, in moments like that. I, 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 can't, I, don't, I can't explain it all, but it just it happens. And so I, I believe James White, his first game out, he's going up against the Chiefs. I think the, the, the Patriots are going to have to you know, keep up with the scoring and, and throw the ball more. And so I believe that James White will be a beneficiary of that, and I think it will continue even in, in weeks to come. I'm also convinced that running back Josh Jacobs bounces back and finally gets over the 100-yard mark. The last couple of weeks, he's, he just, he's been mediocre. And if the Raiders want to win, they've got to run the ball. They've got to rely on Jacobs, especially with all their wide receivers banged up. And I'm not sure you can rely on Carr to throw it 30, 40 times every week. Uh, you got to run the ball. So get Jacobs 100 yards, and I think it'll help your fantasy team. So... Don't panic on him by any means. I'm also convinced Alan Lazard is the real deal with the Packers, and he will continue to be fantasy relevant even with Devontae Adams in the lineup because he's talented. They need a number two receiver. We wondered who it would be. It's Lazard. He was good last year. For those that, that kept an eye on him, he showed glimpses, and now he's really emerged. That offense is unbelievable. Rodgers is playing well. I believe it'll continue, and Lazard will be fantasy relevant moving forward. Up next, I like to share uh, some of my my personal fantasy shenanigans from the week, and I got to share this. So I made a last second bonehead mistake in one of my leagues. I put in Russell Gage instead of Tyler Boyd. Gage gets injured, which I I wouldn't have known, but Tyler Boyd had a very solid game, and so I missed out on his points. And and so, what the the lesson is here that hopefully is encouraging to you. When it's a toss-up between guys that are very, you know, kind of even, and I, my thought process was, all right, Russell Gage is—he's been good the first two weeks. Julio Jones is out. Gage will get even more targets and, and production. But I had Boyd in the lineup. I think you got to keep the guy in the lineup. I think you just—you just roll with what you had all week long. Th- those last-second changes can come back to bite you. Now, if somebody's injured, of course you want to get them out of your lineup and, and that kind of thing. And if there's something really serious, oh yeah, I got to make this change. But when it's so close. 
I, I think you got to lean toward, yeah, I'm not going to do it. It's like when we used to take tests in school. You, you erase your, your gut reaction, your, your gut answer, and it, it bites you. It costs you. So uh, anyway, so that was my big shenanigan of the week. I, I, I blew it there. We, we love talking about, uh, you know, listening to some, some one-hit wonders in music and, you know, Ice Ice Baby, Call You Maybe, right? That was a good one-hit wonder. You, you turn it up. You know you love it. MC Hammer can't touch this. Some of the famous ones. There you go. All right, so this week in the NFL, we also had some one-hit wonders. How about this? Let's run through them. Cedric Wilson, the Cowboys wide receiver with two touchdowns? Are you telling me it wasn't Michael Gallup? It wasn't Mari Cooper? It wasn't CeeDee Lamb? No, it was Cedric Wilson. Five catches, 107 yards, and two touchdowns? He is a one-hit wonder, unless one of those guys gets injured. But I would not count on that in the coming weeks. All of these one-hit wonders are guys that had big weeks, but they are not guys you need to go rush to get on your roster. Dontrell Inman, Redskins, three catches, two touchdowns, one and done. We'll see you. One hit wonder. Thanks for playing. Nice, uh, nice, nice job for you to get into the end zone. I don't see it happening again. Tyler Croft, Buffalo Bills tight end, four receptions and two touchdowns. Why did they hand the ball off to Devin Singletary? Feed the man. Instead, Tyler Croft got into the end zone twice with four receptions as well. That's a one hit wonder. Not going to happen again. Rex Burkhead, three touchdowns. Now, the running backs rotate, but James White's always the consistent guy you can count on. But other than that, the Patriots, they, they've done this before, right? Uh, Rex Burkhead, three touchdowns. All right, it's nice. I don't expect it to happen again. He's a one-hit wonder, even though how can you not like Rex Burkhead? Along those same lines, the next category to consider, let's pump the brakes. Here are a couple guys that had big weeks that I just I'm not ready to, to j- jump all over or go rush to the waiver wire on these guys either. However, I think they are more likely to contribute again compared to the one-hit wonders. So Eric Ebron with Pittsburgh finally got into the end zone, but I don't think Pittsburgh utilizes the tight end enough consistently to where you're willing to put Eric Ebron into your starting lineup week in, week out. I, I think he'll have some, some other good games, but not enough to really trust. And then with Cincinnati, T. Higgins got two touchdowns. But I don't think you can fully trust a rookie quarterback in Burrow, especially when you have Tyler Boyd, who if anybody's going to be consistent and, and get the, the targets, it's going to be him. And then you've got A.J. Green. And so I don't fully trust rookie wide receivers either even though Justin Jefferson will probably emerge as a nice weapon in Minnesota, I think T. Higgins being third on that pecking order. Plus, you got to think they're going to get Joe Mixon involved more. So let's pump the brakes on T. Higgins. And then Andy Isabella in Arizona. It's worth monitoring, but come on. We haven't seen enough out of him. He got two touchdowns. I'm not giving up on Christian Kirk just yet. DeAndre Hopkins is going to hog all the catches anyway, all the targets, all the touchdowns, you know, for the most part. Uh, So, and I'm not as high on Arizona as a lot of people are. So I'm glad they finally woke up and we can stop some of the hype with them. They lost to Detroit after all. So Andy Isabella, eh, keep an eye on, but let's pump the brakes. All right, up next, we, we do a segment each week called Peace or Panic. And this one's a little bit shorter this week. I've got two guys 
And the, the Baltimore Ravens uh, are a team to consider today because after Monday Night Football, it was, oh, man, do we panic? Are the, are the Ravens not going to be as good this year? And why can't they win on national TV and all that kind of thing? And I would say we got to remain at peace about the Ravens. However, Mark Andrews, I think some panic is setting in. Week one, he had five catches, huge week. Then he had one catch, then three catches. What's going on? Where's that connection? I, is, is he more of a one-hit wonder from last year? You know, he came into this year as the number, third, number three ranked tight end behind Kittle and Kelsey. He's not living up to that. So there's some panic there because you invested a lot in him. And, and so, I don't know, are the Ravens going to go different directions? Maybe their offense isn't as dynamic this year. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't panic thinking, uh-oh, the Ravens are done by any means. But Andrews, I, I'm hesitant with him at the moment. However, when it comes to Lamar Jackson, I still have peace. Now, week one, 32 fantasy points, then 17, then 14. It's not a great trend. However, coming up, Washington and Cincinnati. I think Lamar Jackson will break out and, and, and be awesome again. And his ability to run and throw, it just makes him so dangerous. And he makes him so valuable in fantasy. Now, of course, you drafted him in the first, second, or third round. And so you're feeling frustrated, but you can't panic with him. You, you really can't. Now, with Andrews, I'm willing to, to be concerned. Jackson, you're scratching your head. You're wondering, but have peace. He's Lamar Jackson. He's the MVP. He's awesome. He's so talented. He showed what he can do. He's the real deal. Lastly, the waiver wire. Here's some guys to keep an eye on. Uh, most importantly, Carlos Hyde. If he's still available, go get him. Chris Carson's banged up. And, and whether he's out very long or maybe he won't be out much at all, uh, I still think Carlos Hyde is worth rostering because he has shown year in, year out what he's capable of. Now, he's, he had injuries at, at certain points in his career, but when given the opportunity, when he's healthy, when he's playing, he's good. And the Seahawks' offense is awesome. And so if he's a part of that, I want, I want a part of that. So Carlos Hyde, a guy you want. I'm so high on the, 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 the Pittsburgh Steelers, and so up next is Chase Claypool. So if Deontay Johnson ends up being banged up at all, even though, again, I'm not high on rookie wide receivers, but my love for the Steelers this year and that offense supersedes my hesitation with rookie wide receivers. And so I would go uh, get Chase Claypool if he's available. And then lastly, Brandon Ayuk with the San Francisco 49ers. No thanks. I, I can't get all excited about wide receivers in San Francisco. There's way too many of them. They, are, they all end up being injured. The only guy I want in San Francisco is George Kittle. In the passing game with the running backs, take any of them. They're all great. Whoever's playing, whoever, whoever's healthy and playing, you'll want that guy. But it, it, it's kind of a, a tough game to play to figure out who do you get and you almost just avoid it completely. But if you have any of those running backs, it, it, it's nice. Even uh, Jeff Wilson, I had him this week. Uh, I, it was on my bench, but, but he played pretty well. Uh, but Brandon Ayuk, Samuel's coming back, Kittle's coming back. I, I don't think his, uh, he had a big game last week. I don't think it'll continue. Those are my thoughts on fantasy this week. And as we, we wrap up each show, we go to the Fantasy Football Fellowship Playbook for some encouragement. And, and for today, the topic is don't panic. We, we've talked a little bit about this because after three weeks, it's easy to panic on certain players. It's easy to panic about your fantasy team. But what, what ends up happening 
when we allow panic to take over is we don't think clearly. We allow our emotions to take over and we end up making poor decisions. We end up trading players too soon in, in the season. We, we give up on players way too early. We cut guys. We, we, we overvalue players on other teams and we trade for them. And then we give up somebody that actually would have helped us later on in the season. And so the, the key to not panicking is remaining calm, thinking clearly, and thinking about the big picture and recognizing that this, this momentary struggle through three weeks for a certain player doesn't have to continue. Or our team maybe not winning like we thought. We don't have to panic and make dumb, dumb moves. Be calculated with, with what we need to do next. And sure, maybe there's some changes and some tweaks we need to make to our roster, but we don't need to panic. And, and so when it comes to life and, and, and how we compare this and parallel it to our own lives is it's, it's easy when, when life gets confusing and, and all of a sudden we have a bad week, we have a bad day, sometimes even a bad year to where we panic, we start you know, not really thinking clearly, and, and we make poor decisions that, that are irrational and we allow worry and fear to take over and, and drive our, our behavior and, and our decisions. And so on the flip side, thankfully, we have a God who loves us, who gives us peace, who gives us hope. And so as we rely on him, we, we can remain patient and we, we can avoid the foolish choices and, 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 and lean on him to remain calm and hopeful. And so we can either you know, look negatively at our circumstances that we're facing in life and, and, and just be discouraged, or we can look at the bigger picture. We can trust God. We can realize that he's in control and, and, and he loves us and he's got a plan for us, and that we can rely on him for guidance and to get us through the difficult weeks, the, the, the moments that, that may cause us to panic. He can get us through those, those situations. And so the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. And so whether in fantasy or life, there's no benefit of being you know, worried or feel fearful or, or putting ourselves in panic mode to where it just takes over and, 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 and dominates our thoughts. Because instead, the Bible says, do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in every Thing. Every circumstance and situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific requests known to God. And so if we follow Jesus, he gives us the strength and peace we need to get through any situation. We just have to rely on him. Lastly, the Bible says, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice or fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of sound judgment and personal discipline. Abilities that result in a calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. And so as we pray for our circumstances to change, our attitude and mindset can remain the same, rooted in peace and hope as we trust God. And so today, let's not panic. Let's not panic. So good luck to your fantasy team this week. I hope uh, this podcast was encouraging to you. And hopefully it'll help your fantasy team a little bit this week. Either way, we'll talk about it next week here on the Fantasy Football Fellowship podcast. If you don't have the Fantasy Football Fellowship playbook, be sure to check out FantasyFootballFellowship.com. Thanks so much for listening today. As we wrap things up, I'm Bryce Johnson. 
I'm a sports fan. I'm a fantasy owner who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected. He was resurrected. And through faith, I have been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. And we will talk to you next time right here on the Fantasy Football Fellowship Podcast.